Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and a very warm welcome to Wellness with and today you are getting two topics in one as I'm talking to the founder of the luxurious cashmere travel wrap company and many of you actually might have seen the feature that we did on this really lovely traditional very high quality company in a previous issue of Lizelle Wellbeing magazine as well as discussing the subject of depression or anxiety during the menopause. So what is the connection you might be asking yourself? Well, the founder of the Travel Wrap Company, who is a qualified pharmacist, a corporate high flyer, and is also somebody who has been through anxiety and depression, or was it, linked to the menopause. So a very warm welcome to Neve Barker. Thank you, Liz. Lovely to have you here. And in fact, we met, I think, most recently up in Scotland when we did that feature for the magazine, mm. looking at the amazing travel wraps. Lovely hoik. Being yes. made in hoik, or howick, I kept calling hoik. it. But I think it's they call it in Scotland. Yes. Well, we'll come on to that because what I want to do really is set the scene and talk about your background first. And who are you and, and what are you? Because you've been described as, you know, you are a pharmacist. That was your I, training. I, I kind of, I, I think that was such a long time ago. I'd need to go back and re-qualify, Liz. Um, but so that's your I, medical background. That was I mean, my you've medical, got your background. Scientific medical background. Yeah, I spent four years at Bath University and I have a degree in pharmacy. And then I worked in hospital for a couple of years um, in some of the London teaching hospitals. I went on from there to work for a company called Pfizer big pharmaceutical mm. company mm. Um, and I laterally with Pfizer headed up um, their medical affairs so it was for the prescription Gosh. end of the business. So serious brain, in the UK. totally immersed <laughs> in the medical world and you know prescribing of products and issues and healthcare you know that that was your world for many many years. Yeah and I tend to be very evidence driven mm-hmm. as a result mm-hmm. of that. Sure I think. Have to be. I look for evidence mm-hmm. for decision making in terms of even in terms of you know managing my children's health or something I look for I look for good evidence so that is a really interesting background how come you are now the founder of this amazing travel company (laughs) which I have to say I absolutely love okay so gosh 11 12 years ago um I um no 17 years ago I should go to the backstory first so 17 years ago I met married my husband and I took on four four stepchildren and Overnight, then you suddenly had four children. I suddenly had four oh. children um, under seven running around. <gasps> um, and I was still working for Pfizer at the time. Oh my goodness. Um, I came from a big Irish family, so I was used to the noise level, I always say to people. So actually, it didn't seem like such a, 
a big step. Um, I took on these four quite little children at the time. Mm. was still doing quite a big job for Pfizer, mm. um, traveling quite a lot, um, very busy. Um, and then we had our two little girls in quick succession. So you're mum of six suddenly, really? Mum of six suddenly. Still, mm. still working for Pfizer. Pfizer conveniently moved offices I used to commute from the south coast which is where we currently live when I worked for Pfizer and I was single I was living in London um, then they um, I moved down um, into um, Andy's home on the, the south coast in the New Forest um, with his children we had two of our own Pfizer moved offices and I used that as a kind of opportunity mm. I think it was a it was one of those crosses to in exit, the road to and say, just to I, say I can't do this now. so they give me mm. I don't know uh, some uh, redundancy payment mm. and I thought I I know what I could do rather than you know bringing in staff to manage all these children my husband and I got <laughs> quite busy jobs yeah, and I kind yeah. of I thought I know what I could do I could start my own business mm. well we'll talk about your husband's job in a moment because that is actually relevant to part of the story I so, knew nothing about business okay when I started so on so journey. Okay, so why travel wrap? What, you know, I loved cashmere. Yes. I knew I loved cashmere. I loved really good cashmere. Yeah. And when I was working for Pfizer, I used to travel quite a lot, mm. um, be in a plane. And I, I mean, it's, as, it's as simple as this. I used to hate those awful blankets they give you on planes. Right. <laughs> and I'm a cold little thing. So yes. it all kind of joined the dots, you know. And I thought, wouldn't it be lovely to have like just a, a really special blanket for grown up mm. girls? Mm something really special and lovely um, and colourful because I love colour as well. Um, so how easy was it to go about finding out? Did you sort of really have to do a lot of forensic research almost? Like, I from did your background, quite, looking at quite ingredients obsessive of things. things. So I Actually. did do a lot. And that was, I think, um, that was just after Kira was born in 2005. And I was busy getting samples from Mongolia, trying to find. I mean, you know, I was mm. I was using even even then using Google to try and do lots. So you of talk about good research. quality cashmere. Where does that come from? Where in the world do you get the best cashmere? Our good quality cashmere comes from Mongolia, and does we it? only use the longest fibers of cashmere. From which animal? The from the goat. From, from the, the goat. goat. Yeah. Great. Yeah. And I've I've seen it being spun. And does it arrive in the UK? In sort of bags of fibre. It arrives fiber. raw fibre. In fact, the mill we were at, the Hoyk mill, yeah. is the, the the smaller end of the, the Johnson's, the mill that I work with. Mm. Um, they've got another mill in East Fields. Oh, right. I think I heard about that. Um, and that's and where they that actually spin it. that is where they do. Yeah. So they, the only mill in the UK that does this kind of, um, all the way through the process, a vertical mm. mill. So they go from raw yarn. And we must take you up to... Um, Eastfield yeah, someday because time. actually they have big vats full of dye that you can wander around that's where they do the dye and that's where they they spin the yarn and, and turn it into the, the cashmere And what's lovely actually about, about going up there is that it is a traditional mill and it is a huge source of local employment used to be massive and, you know many yes. obviously have been yeah. closed over the years yeah. through through cheap Asian imports a lot of, there's a lot of mm. Chinese mm. cashmere isn't mm. there what's the difference between the, buying that because there I, is a huge price difference isn't there I think there's two principal differences between the um, the cashmere that we use and then the cheaper cashmere. Cheaper cashmere tends to be shorter. I talked about shorter longer fibres, fibers okay. very short fibres, so it bobbles quite easily. It does bobble. And yeah. it kind of, it, I always I almost think of it as almost disposable cashmere, you know, a couple mm. of washes and it's it's not fit for purpose yeah. really. Yeah. Um, and the other thing we get with our lovely 
travel wraps and our lovely cashmere and the, the other products that our mill make is this depth of colour. So we talk about a melange mm. of cashmere, mm. which means sort of layer upon layer of, of colour and you get this richness and depth and, you know, you can see it in our travel wraps. That yes. There's a kind of character. and Almost a, a, jewel colour, aren't they? Real yeah, no, sort beautiful. of ruby colours. Absolutely. And for anybody who yeah. um, who missed it, we, we actually got together and made a Lizelle Wellbeing travel wrap, which had our lovely shades of dark, vibrant pink. And it just goes so well and you have another one um which i've actually bought many years ago and i, I still use when I mean, almost on a daily basis which is bright pink and i i, I like wearing pink next to my face because i find mm. it reflects up into mm. my skin mm. and gives you that natural rosy healthy mm. glow mm. so i'm i'm all for using great color oh and color is is such an important part of what i do i mean mm-hmm. it's quite interesting when i started this business um I knew nothing about business. I knew lots about drugs. I always say to people. (laughs) Maybe you (laughs) needed them after you started the business. (laughs) I knew nothing about business, which was, you know, I I think in some ways it's an easier way to start a business because you don't know what you don't know. Otherwise you'd be terrified. I started by (laughs) designing up these lovely travel apps, you know, that were all full of colour and design and and ambition. And uh, it it took me months to do, I think, the first two designs. But of course, you know, within that, you need some neutrals and commercially Mm. viable um, colours as well yeah. um, but I did start with these lovely vibrant um, stripy you know fantastic designs. And you have done wraps. unbelievably well you are probably one of the market leaders or if not the market leader in the area is it, well, is it very competitive? I tell you what we are Liz we are the first to market so we're the original right. travel round. Okay, so, so that's always a good point, isn't it? Which of anything, is, to be which the is because, and the, the mm. trouble with travel wrap as as a as a brand name is just two words joined together. So you can't right. get IP, which is intellectual protection, on two words joined together. Yes. So I did I did think about that in the early days, mm. but I thought we don't want anything with Neve Barker in it because you know my father's still working out how to spell my name. So I should say Neve is spelled N I A M H N I A. Yes, and Daddy still mixes up the A and. The eye, <laughs> bless him. <laughs> I hope he's not listening. Well, if your father gets it wrong, then what? My father gets it wrong, and if you have to speak probably Gaelic to be able to understand okay. and pronounce it to start with. In fact, when I was born, it was it was spelled N I A M Fada, which is the old-fashioned Irish. Oh my but I think that would have just driven me to distraction. So they, they do say that, that when you're branding products, you need to make you your need... brand name so really remember, clear and, and I... spellable, especially for search engines. Completely, these days. and people find yeah. it. Um, and I remember that moment in my kitchen. Sunday lunch and we were both my husband and I were there and I think we'd come up I sort of worked through a few names for this company that was just coming into being and I thought you know posh cashmere company da, 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 yeah, disregard and you know mm. travel blanket it's too hard it's not mm. elegant enough mm-hmm. and then I thought I know what we can call it travel wrap there's an mm. elegance and a yes. comfort and a loveliness for that it does what it says on the tin doesn't it so we so we yeah. literally I came up with the, the concept and then so we can we still talk about the original travel wrap being ours yeah which is your USP I, I guess and, and the quality as you say and the colours and you are hugely well connected I mean it's been said that Prince George even has his own Prince George has wrap, his own travel which wrap. is you know that is really I'm hopeful I of your royal warrant I, coming I, soon well, that would, I think you, <laughs> but how, how did you reach such high profile clientele because I know a lot of people listening will perhaps be running their own small businesses yeah. or be thinking I'd love to do that how, how did you set about doing that getting the, the name out some of it by default because people like like yourself they find us and mm. they like us and they've recommended it. it's kind of word of mouth stuff sure. I think the other thing is I'm 
just obsessively driven. I'm you, you do know, love your terrifyingly product. so. I'm like a little rock filer. <laughs> I wouldn't be very good at mobile phones, Liz, but I'm very good at travel wraps. I'm yeah. very good at cashmere. And what I used to do back in the early days when we didn't have PR and I didn't, I used to, I don't know, I'd go into the Sunday Times business, I'd find the name of a journalist mm. and I would dig down and find an email that yeah, journalist and, just and make I would contact. keep almost to the point that I'd go and knock on his office door yeah. you know yeah. I would just keep digging keep digging keep reaching out keep networking I, mean, I think people yes. have this idea that you know an internet company you're sitting in your little office you're working from just a, a small space and you're not connecting with people well you could be but that could isn't be, how it wouldn't happens. get very no. far you no. know so I I reached out and reached out and anybody higher along the the kind of business journey than mm. I was you know if I had to you know drive to London and manage three kids in the afternoon yeah. I'd make sure that happened so no, of I, course. I did all of that and I kept reaching out and connecting with people and I think that that helped and is it all credit to you because that was how long ago did you start the business uh 10 years 10 years so mm. you know a few years ago and you are what age now if you don't mind me asking I'm scarily 52 52 very <laughs> youthful looking those of you can hop on to on Instagram or look at our podcast notes and you'll see pictures and you does not look 52 I drink a lot um, of water excellent yes and other things and other well. things yes <laughs> So you you have six small children. You have not anymore, but no, I did. but at the, yes. time, at the time, and you have a yeah. business, and you are in your mid forties, mm-hmm. mid to late forties. So how are you feeling around then? How was this? How was it affecting your health? Um, I was when I started the business, and I was juggling the kids. Um, you know, it was quite funny actually because you used to get these. I I don't know if they they still come and visit you after you've had a baby. You know, these occupational. Oh yes, um, yeah. And um, what are they called? Health visitors, uh, health visitors mm-hmm. type role. Um, and they'd come and see me, and they'd um, do this little questionnaire on kind mm. of depression or something. Sure. I suppose it was related to postnatal depression. And they'd say, you know, are you less happy than you were? And do you have less fun and less sleep? And I'd be thinking really are you serious of course I could you know I could tick every single box so relative to my singleton life in London where I'd be wandering down the King's Road on a Saturday afternoon you know meeting some girlfriends and of course it was different and it was busy yeah um um so I mean health wise I was fine I've always kept healthy I've always exercised because you're a runner aren't you I'm a runner I wasn't then but I I discovered running I'm like an ex-smoker with my running now I I run now obsessively but I didn't I didn't run so what age did you start running I probably started running um it was only when I moved to the forest I wasn't a runner when I was in London so you know maybe 45 something it was after I had my children interesting because I'm 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 a late starter I mean I don't run like you I I don't run very fast and I don't run very far but I I I do get out there so how far do you run I do, uh, I do half marathons. What? Oh, is come my on, Neve, that is... No, but I don't do it every, you know. <laughs> I run, I tell you the other thing, Liz, I don't get time to run. No, So I have could. to find hats off to you. I have to, I find a way. So we have a little treadmill in, I mean, we call it yeah. the gym. It's not a gym, it's a, it's a shed in the yeah. garden. And if I can't get out for a run, which I yeah. can't do most days, because I'm trying to, you know, get up, run, read, yeah. get the kids out to yeah, school, all of those I things that, that we all yeah. have to do. Um, I'll go and do even 10 minutes. Yeah, it is. It, you're, it's so true. I, I have so exactly I, the same. And I yeah. think running for me, I've, it's interesting because I, I, I usually put on weight when, I, when I'm fit and I run. I'm, I just mm. get stronger. Mm-hmm. So I don't run to, to lose weight. I run 
to keep myself mentally and yeah. physically well and there fit is that huge well. connection isn't there between yeah. exercise and, and we'll come and, back to and, that with the menopause depression. which is high i yes think i helped myself a bit and yeah. i think there's a you know you can certainly there's there's help out there and you can get yeah. you can get lots of help if you look in the right places but i think i i read a lot and i could see that exercise mm for example helps with night sweats i think yes and so i i find this article on yeah. high intensity exercise and night sweats and i thought i need to do that mm. so that kind of started me down that path but i think exercise generally is my life hack mm. it's, it's right it, it, it that's just, what keeps you going it keeps me going yeah I and it, it's extraordinary that how if you expend more energy you actually get more energy back in yeah. you, you think that oh, you, yeah. you become more yeah. tired but actually you become more energized Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Now, this sort of brings us on really to the, the second half of, of the podcast. And as I mentioned earlier, I really got to know Neve through this trip that we did mm. up to Scotland mm. together. And we were sitting in the bar with our glasses of water and um, <laughs> glass of something else, I expect, uh, having a chat. And I was just finishing my Good Menopause Guide mm. book. So mm. I was just doing the last bits and pieces on the, the proofs before it was going off to the printers. And so we had this menopause discussion and... You know, what you told me really sparked something which I'm now investigating further, and that is this whole area of mental health mm. and anxiety and depression and low mood that doesn't get recognised mm. as a menopausal mm. symptom or mm. even perimenopause. And I think what we're talking about here 
primarily is women who, from their mid-40s, still having periods, still not really even thinking about the menopause at all, frankly, because that's, you know, you just think, oh, that's a way off. That's that's for much older ladies who have no periods. That's not me. But, of course, as we know, as our estrogen declines... Um, that is the perimenopause period, which can be five, six or more years before our actual menopause. And that's what can affect our mental health. So tell me your story. And let's just, I'm going to frame this in a context here. We mentioned your husband earlier. Your husband is a consultant psychiatrist. He is. He is. He specialises in old age psychiatry, but you have to be a general psychiatrist first before you do. So you live and have lived for many years. Very happily. (laughs) Very happily with somebody who is the top of the psychiatric in yes. terms of care and diagnosis yeah. and recognition okay yeah. so it's important to put that into that framework yeah so tell us your story yeah. that's the back that's the back story um so where do I start I think I I kind of coped with them I mean, you talk about the perimenopausal years and I think I it was almost masked by by me and my personality it wasn't until I almost came into fully fledged menopause that it got so bad that I, I kind of woke up to there's something being very wrong. Mm. So, you know, I am, I'm very up and down anyway. I kind of get very sad and I get happy and I, you know, and I try, I, I cope by things like exercise, meditation, you know, all of those things I use as coping mechanisms. So I probably coped my way through the early years of menopause. And then it wasn't till almost my period stopped completely mm. that I just felt like I'd, I'd literally lost the plot. So what you know, happened? For six what, what, what were your symptoms? I think it's, I mean, it's a, it's a gradual thing, obviously, but I was, I just felt I, well, I couldn't think straight. My, interesting, my, my running, I was, you know, I used to be able to run half a marathon without doing an awful lot in preparation for it because I'm fit and well and I'm running constantly. I could hardly run, you know, a, a 5K. I was exhausted. I wasn't sleeping my sleep I think was my my biggest or lack of sleep was my biggest catalyst for for going to see somebody I was literally at one point waking up every hour so seeing every single Mm. hour and then of course as we all know Mm. you know sleep deprivation just leads Mm. to all sorts of awful stuff during the day what about the low mood I mean how did that affect you I was more crazy mood than low mood was it I was I remember once my husband was like you know five minutes late for going up to London to go and see my sister and I was bashing on his office door yeah. the rage the, the anger this the is something that I hear and the yeah. anger yeah. the intolerance you know for mm. a very I, I, it, it, when I look back on it it yeah. felt it feels crazy and I'm kind of laughing now almost tearful with with amusement about it at the time, it felt so real mm. and so... And you can see it, why so many marriages and relationships that fall I, apart at that stage of life. And, you know, I remember people I remember reading around menopause and I people, you know, they nearly lost their mind. Really? You know, yeah. I don't think that'll be happening to me anytime yeah. soon. Yeah, I'm an intelligent, you know, national, intelligent. You we know, have a very loving relationship, built, yeah. you know, um, that, that sort of stuff. There was so much and yet you know you can be right in the middle of that stuff mm. and it can be so crazy and so but it still feels very real and did you, you feel burst very into rational tears? Did you... I burst into tears very regularly towards the end before I started mm. acting on my symptoms and getting getting some outside help for, I, for, for what reason what what, I, what would trigger for it for no reason Liz. No, for no reason so there was one story where you know Andy and I woke up on Saturday morning just in bed the 
there was nothing nothing wrong with my day you know the sun was coming in through the windows and and I was in tears just floods of tears so what did he think because as a, as a psychiatrist mm. next to somebody know. that he knows well and loves and care and cares about what was what was his first it reaction to his that? first thought certainly wasn't menopause I said, I remember saying to him, do you think I'm depressed? Do you think your colleagues would think I'm depressed? I mean, the trouble with, mm. you know, being in a relationship with that kind of fellow medically trained person is that you're almost too close to everything, you know. Sure. Um, so bless him, he, I don't think he could figure it out. He knew there was mm. something different. He knew yeah. there was something yeah. not right and not right with our relationship or where I was. Mm. But... I, neither of us could figure so it out. So at what point did you go and see, presumably you didn't go and consult him, you went to... to no, to, I did to a lot GP, of reading and then yeah. I went to a GP and my GP was very well-meaning, um, but, you know, didn't know an awful lot about So were, And were they looking at you for depression at that stage? They were looking, they were certainly initially, my initial yeah. phone consultation, that yeah. was the direction of travel. Right, so um, were they thinking antidepressants? I mean, what, what was the I course of I think they would, have, they, would have, they would have certainly given me antidepressants if I... Yeah. you know without very much um pushing back they yeah. would have they would have prescribed antidepressants very quickly but i kind of had this second sense of knowing that this wasn't mm. this this wasn't what it was you know um there was there was just more to it but i it was that not knowing what you don't know because i i there was a manicness and craziness and i wasn't sleeping and and, and I, at what point did the penny drop and you, th and you thought or i started reading did you I started mm. reading which is often my and my beginning of my you know so I was frantically googling and searching and yeah and um you know my libido had gone my yeah, I felt sure and I everything it yeah. just felt like it was coming in in myself and I kept saying and I kept pressing tears and he knew there was something wrong but we couldn't quite put it mm. you know um it is oh, and of course being evidence-based you said that earlier in the conversation with your pharmacy background yes. presumably you were looking at all the medical yeah. trials and the yeah, studies no, and started, the information and and what conclusions started, did you draw from that started as, as to what was what was out there for you yeah and then i i kind of retrospectively realized my my dear mother who isn't around anymore she had a, a very difficult menopause we i was a lot younger obviously so we kind mm. of didn't take it on board but i remember at the time it was before the hrt scare actually so she was on the hrt HRT. Yeah. And I think, I mean, it was all behind closed doors. Obviously, Irish Catholic Ireland was even more right. behind closed doors than any then. Yeah. But it was, um, but I did, I, I kind of remember that. And I, I was on a, uh, my sisters and I tried to get together every, every year for a little kind of just a weekend. And I was talking to my sisters quite openly about it. And I remember them saying, actually, mum had a really difficult menopause okay. and then I started does it tend to go in it does. families does yes, it so it's absolutely. interesting to have a conversation so actually, with your mother yeah, if, if you're yeah, able to if you're in yeah, that position yeah so that was that was quite interesting and then I just started digging around and as you yeah. say looking at looking at um, symptoms and then joining the dots and did you take there. HRT from the onset or did you look at other things what I looked at journey? other things yeah to start with and what um, sort of things did you try and I looked at um, I looked at um, the bioequivalent um, yeah estrogen and um, is that the one that's compounded in a, in a, yes, in a unregulated exactly. pharmacy yeah. why would you and go to an unregulated no, 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 pharmacy it was, no this is this is prescription oh okay um, this is the but the, it the, is the, the, the body identical it's the body identical yeah, yeah. rather yeah. than sorry okay yeah, picking me up on things <laughs> <laughs> i should know that it's a long time ago um so estrogen progesterone and then a little bit of testosterone yeah which yeah. so I manage all that myself, yeah. kind of independently. And, I and, and your GP can give that to you? No, my GP didn't give that to me. Right. I got, I, I fought a bit harder and got to see um, yeah. a consultant nurse practitioner, actually, mm. down in Poole, um, who knew everything 
there mm. is to know about the menopause. I remember sitting down and thinking, this is somebody I can really yeah. talk to about all of this who really gets it. And so we adjusted doses and we worked it out. And we kind and of do you use the oestrogen gel? Or I patch? use the oestrogen gel because yeah. then it doesn't go through the first pass liver metabolism that's right I think yes yeah, so exactly so I'd so, obviously read around that yeah so not that having the tablets I mean I think for tablets. some they can be fine but there is a slightly increased risk isn't there of having there because is of the clotting factors yes. in the yeah in, I mean in, probably in not so much in my case but I just wanted no. to, I thought that sure. I'm going to be on this for a few years so I mm. want to kind of get it right and then we can yeah. the other thing about doing um the doses individually or the, the formulations individually is that you can adjust the dose yes accordingly, so you can have a which more, suited more me it won't, it won't yeah. suit everybody yeah um and then the progesterone the progesterone to go with I take, it. yeah yeah which is again the, the the body identical yes the body one, identical and, and then the testosterone which, which of course isn't even licensed in this country now this yet. is extraordinary and I, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to be talking to meg matthews and i know that we're going to be having a long Brilliant. chat about about testosterone because she's she's very keen on that did you start taking all three together no. or did you no. start with the no. estrogen and the progesterone no. started with the estrogen progesterone it took us a while to get the estrogen right in fact yeah that's um, very encouraging for women to know that actually it's not kind of a one-size-fits-all so if no. it isn't right for you no you may need to go back and have doses adjusted or... very much so and how quickly was it before you saw any kind of difference uh weeks really quite fast literally did you stop and that crying? was before i stopped crying <laughs> that's good <laughs> i started sleeping a bit better although i still yeah. have to get up in the night a couple of times and you know yeah. i drink a lot of water during the day right so I'm <laughs> wee. um but i am sleep i'm i'm i I've, mm. I've got a much better handle on and of course that then you know feeds through to the next day so the estrogen and progesterone took probably about six months to get right mm. and i think um you know from a prescriber's point of view they're reluctant to mix it up with testosterone until you've got until that until you've got the yeah. right yeah. dose because testosterone is, is sort of the icing on the cake a bit I think right you know. so Liz tell us about that so why did you decide to then add in testosterone into the again mix? I did a lot of reading I still yeah. wasn't sleeping it just still felt like there was something we could do here that mm. wasn't right my libido I find and my energy were still really mm. low um so did it affect clarity of thought and oh god mental yeah mental awareness yeah, totally. that, that's what I've read about yeah. yeah and energy you know again with my my running is a good benchmark because mm. actually, you know, I know when I've got well, you know exactly how energy, far you can go. I can run, you? you can measure I can it, measure how fast yeah. I can do that, yeah, and then, so that yeah. was a good, you know, yardstick for monitoring. Um, so um, all of that helped, and they are, I think, certainly in the UK, they're still very reluctant. I mean, there isn't mm. even a formula for for women. You have to use a, a, a the, the, gel, the, the male you know, one, gradually. But that doesn't mean it's unsafe. Women. It just oh, it's means not unsafe. No, it's I, I, I was taught it's, it's, um, it's just difficult to get the dose right. <clears throat> yes, and I was talking to somebody in the medical world who said that the reason that testosterone, in their opinion, isn't licensed for women specifically, is that it's actually a very cheap drug to make. So there's mm. not a particular there's no money, in it. money in it. <laughs> and to get a medical maybe. license for 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 you know a women's health issue that isn't life-threatening potentially you know where's the incentive so which it's is interesting which is though, rather I wonder, sad isn't it, if I that's wonder the case if, yes and I wonder if it was you know the, the male population in the same position just to be a little bit antagonistic yeah. I wonder would we get the same pushback oh my goodness you know, no well, well we know the answer for heaven's is no, sake. I mean it's, I know you know, I know. Is, is that a life-threatening no. condition and as far as I know it's licensed in the U.S. And also Australia. And Australia. I think there is a new import coming in from Australia, which is an Australian um, product, which has gone through all mm. the, the licensing for women. Is half the population. I mean, not everybody will need testosterone. But, no, sure. You know, it is. Yeah. There's a big 
a huge sample population of women that would, yeah. you know, would benefit from it. Well, um, I, I just think it's really interesting um, that we do talk, continue to talk about it. There's been a lot more uh, in the media that has, has started the conversation. Yeah. And also just not to be talking about hot flushes yeah. In, yeah. as important as they yeah. are, yeah. but to really understand that this whole area of anxiety yes. and debilitating depression yes. and, you know, so much so that yes. people stop working. Yes. They stay indoors. They don't travel. Yeah. You know, they lose their social life, their relationships. Confidence. Are so it is compromised. It is, and when you're in that brain fog, it's actually quite hard, isn't it, to, to see your way out of it and, yeah. and to make a rational decision. So, in some ways, some of the doctors I've spoken to have said that they want to get this message out to younger women. Mm. So the minute they hit their, you know, even early to mid forties and start to sense changes. Mm. At least they're aware. Yes. That, oh, this, this, these, this might be my hormones. Yeah. Maybe I should go and have a, a, yeah. a chat with my GP or, as you say, a menopause nurse yeah. or specialist yeah. or somebody yeah. like that. And, and flag it. Yes. Um, rather than just think at that time of life, oh, I've got you know all these kids or I've got a stressy job or I'm traveling. Or exactly. I've, my relationship's in trouble or whatever. And all these other factors that we might confuse yes. and think that's yes. what's making us feel yeah. so down. I know. There is no norm. You know, and that's the problem. And also, is that none of us are the same, are they? You know, we're, no, we're, yeah, we're all no, I know, but there is no, there is no background noise. There's nothing. No. There's no, you know, I, I, I was amazed because I did have to dig down and I did have to run a read around, and people don't want to talk about it. You no. know, I think people just need to. It just needs to be normalised. It does. It needs to become rather than this taboo, mm. uh, you know. Uh, area it needs to be yeah. normal. just a normal stage of life day. we it's talk a, about puberty it's just the next stage of the journey you know yeah. it's not getting old and ancient it's just the next stage of yeah. our journeys getting old and staying well neve it's such a delight to have you thank, thank you, you. Thank for you. taking the trouble and uh, trouble and the time to share your amazing experiences and hopefully um, a little bit of helpful information food for thought and so as we wrap up here, no pun intended, haha. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. I do hope that what we've been talking about has been helpful. Do click the subscribe button on your podcast app on your phone and that will make sure that the next episode gets downloaded safely. But as always, you can download the podcast notes from today's broadcast on lizardwellbeing.com. And I think that's particularly important because we've obviously covered a lot of things. It's going to be a very interesting podcast note sheet because it'll be half filled with how to buy the most amazing cashmere and what to look for and how to look after it and half filled with lots of help for hormones and depression and anxiety. So as always, on those notes, you'll also find the latest news and some recipe ideas and offers and wellbeing events, including actually quite a few focusing on the menopause coming up. You'll find a couple of the books I've written on the menopause over on Amazon. So until the next time we chat, go well. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.